Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Out of Oz, a podcast from Building 28 Church. Welcome back to Out of Oz, a Building 28 Church podcast where we confront the fantasies and fallacies of modern day Christian culture with compassion, conviction, and courage. And courage. Okay, didn't have it written down, so conviction is the one that got me. So yeah, we're going to be very convicted today because our topic is one that it's hotly contested. It seems like we always like to pick these topics for some reason. I don't know who on at this table loves them, but um, what are we talking about today, Hey, Aaron? it's because we're getting <laughs> questions. Look, three weeks ago, you don't even know this yet. What? Powers. What happened? You might not even know this, but three weeks ago, I got up and preached. First, we're going through First Thessalonians, and I preached on your Jesus isn't the Jesus of the Bible if, and we filled in the blank, right? And afterwards, a lot of people were like, oh, I loved it. It was great. But one guy who I don't even know, I'm sure he doesn't listen out of Oz, but he wrote in and said, you failed to hit the relevant issues because you talked about mockery and abortion and all these other things as if they're not relevant because you did not call out the evil that is Biden's vaccine mandates, the evil upon Christianity. And so to Peter's point of, I know he's joking, but us confronting head on these really, really tenuous subjects. It's because these are the questions that are being asked or even the accusations that are coming in toward us. And so the setup today is this. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These seemingly immortal words are clung to and embraced by most Americans and most Christians in America. Yet what is life? Are we truly a free people? And is someone mandating an untested vaccine upon us or someone refusing to take a safe vaccine, a biblical issue. With the United States government essentially mandating a vaccine for federal employees and private businesses with more than 100 employees, how should Christians respond? Because they are responding. These questions are stoking the fires of division within our culture and our churches. And to help us answer these questions today, to answer these questions, me and Peter's going to be quiet. <laughs> is Adam Superpowers back on the podcast. He's going to give us his best, all right? Oh, my gosh. How should Christians respond to, I mean, all things crazy related to COVID, but especially the vaccine mandate? Peter's so going yeah, yeah. Before yeah. we get to it, definitions and words are always important when oh, we do man. these podcasts, okay? Oh, so What a comment, though, the, after a sermon. I know, I know. Wow. It's, it's, it's fun stuff fun stuff i'm, oh. I'm looking for i'm looking Woe forward to following me. up gotta love that sorry um uh, listen a lot of people said it was awesome and they really liked it i'm sure at the end awesome. of the day honestly i don't care that much it's it's the reality that this is going on though that yeah that this conversation right. yeah. is being had these questions are being well let asked. me just tell everybody that's listening what we're not going to do because the paragraph written out by aaron had a couple words in it that we're not going to break down i don't necessarily agree with i don't know if you guys agree with but it doesn't really matter um where he says the is mandating an untested vaccine, which I would not agree with that it's untested. Air quotes. Um, or someone refusing to take a safe vaccine, right? Yeah. We're not going to define what untested or what safe means yeah. or whether it's tested or whether it's safe. I don't think we're uh, 
we could give credible answers Correct. to those two things. And I want to clarify something really quick. The reason I put that in there is because that's what the two People crowds are saying. Are saying. That's true. Exactly. That's not I it's untested yeah. or safe. That's it's when there's one side is saying it's untested and one side is saying it's safe. And we're so. not necessarily going to break that part of it down. Yeah. The way the way I want to start this, which is a little different from the outline, we're going rogue right off Ooh, the jump. Let's, right, let's do, do it. it. Me and let's Adam do don't have any notes. Is this a biblical <laughs> issue? Like, do you think that taking the vaccine is a biblical issue where you're going to find an answer in the Bible that says, taking a vaccine or a mandated vaccine by the government is sin or is not sin? And when does it cross that line? Is this a biblical issue? Could we ever say anything in life is not a biblical issue? Good point. Fantasy but, football. Well, true. First Corinthians 10 31, right? Are you going to make a trade for the glory of God and the good of your neighbor or for your own benefit and try to rip someone else off? That's not this podcast, but yeah. you know, anyway, Sorry. though not everything is specifically described or instructed to us in scripture with every little detail of life, there are grand overarching principles that instruct all of life. And so that's where we got to find an answer here. And I do think there's a big grand overarching principle that we can talk about that might help clear the waters for some, but might help muddy the waters for others or help just do that. And so I'm, yeah, I'm not quite sure. So I think, I think there's, it's hard to answer yes or no to that one because I think there's multiple issues, layers to that question. Like one involves the mandate. Is the mandate itself a biblical issue? One involves taking the vaccine personally. Like some people have this belief that I'm compromising my Christianity if I take it. So right. that's, a, that's a separate issue. Another is the whole idea of should I take it for my neighbor to protect my neighbor out of love for my neighbor? So I think there's, there's numerous um, – and I, I agree with Adam. While there's not something – specific in scripture, obviously, to answer each of these questions. I think they are all biblical. Biblical principles can be applied to them. For sure. For sure. I think what, what is difficult is, and my response back to this guy who wrote in was, I personally do not see the mandate, even though I have strong personal beliefs as a citizen concerning the mandate, I don't see where scripture would mm. forbid such a mandate. I can't, I That's cannot it. find um, where, and believe me, I have tried and I've already had numerous people ask me for the religious exemption and to sign off on something like that. Nope. And, and I'm asking nope. all of them, I'm saying, bring to me your biblical concern here. Right. Right. Um, you know, and I had, I've had the first uh, Corinthians sake to your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, which I've reminded them is talking about sexual immorality. It's not talking right. about health. Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to so, just gloss through this. So let's talk yeah, then for a yeah. second since we're here about sure. religious exemptions. You two both sit in positions where religious exemptions will be requested, right? And it seems like a thing that Christians are doing to buck the system more than they actually feel this way for the most part. I've had a lot of people call me and ask me about religious exemptions. Should they get it from their church? What do they need it to say, you know, in order for it to fit into the constitutionally protected class of religion? right? And freedom of religion. And most of the time I'm like, it's not a good idea unless you are a Christian scientist or whatever, and you don't take any medication ever. Like you don't ever. take Advil. That's different. You're not putting anything into your body. They have legitimate religious exemptions of taking the vaccine. Sure. Okay. Not that we agree with that or whatever, but that actually is part of their religion. Right. That is why the religious exemption exists yeah. so that we don't force you to not practice your religion, which for us would be you cannot come and worship in a community together. That is something that we would fight against because that's part of our religion. That's part of something we believe and do and think is biblical, right? Yeah. So talk about the, the religious exemption, people that have asked you, what have they asked you for? What reasons do they give? 
to try to get the religious exemption? Do you think any of it has been legitimate? Have you given any religious exemptions? I have not had anybody ask me for an <laughs> exemption. I think that's because you're a pastor. Just no one needs one out there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that might be true. The whole county is an exemption. Yeah. I feel like a little bit in that state, but no. I if someone were to, I would say no, because a lot of things that we've talked about. Because you can't find biblical evidence for this, and I do think that at the root of the issue, any individual that would come to me asking for said exemption would really be just using religious language fostered from more of a uber alt-right conservative political position and not quite a religious ordeal at all for them. Like exactly what the Bible says not to do. Yeah, exactly. So using the Lord's name in vain, I feel like exactly. is what that is. So I, it's, it's almost I would like a bait I would disagree. Okay. I would disagree in that I don't think a broad general statement can be made for all Christians that this is anti-Christian. Like that, I think that's ludicrous. The, the, the mandate. Wait, the, the mandate or the, or the exemption? Vax. Either one. So what I'm saying is I don't think okay. there is a universal exemption that Christians have, like a past that we have. Right, I agree. I, I agree right. There could be a specific one. So I think, but right. I think. But I'm saying why, if somebody just comes and says, hey, can you give me this religious exemption because I don't yes. want to take the vaccine. No, that's no. using the Lord's name in vain, in my opinion, because yeah. I'm a Christian and I heard like there's this religious exemption. So because I'm religious, I'm exempt. That's not what the religious exemption. Yeah, no. That's so what I mean by that, using the I would, I would agree with so both, what's both the, of you guys. What's are. the valid exemption clause here for Christians? So, look, I don't want to. For those listening who are looking for one, um, I don't want to like give them one. I can understand that we all hold very strongly from biblical principles personal convictions. We talked to a lot of them on this podcast. Sure. When it comes to schooling, when it comes to what we'll watch on TV, when it comes different hobbies that we'll participate in. So there's different things that we have liberties in and we don't have liberties in. I understand, and even some people that you might follow on social media that have a bigger following, some NBA players who are Christians, and they <laughs> have they have a conviction in their conscience about whether it's safe and effective or not safe and ineffective, whatever, they have a conviction in their conscience that it's not what is best for them before the Lord and what's best for their family. And I've heard, and, and I understand this, that so in the gun episode, we talked about the mandate, the biblical mandate upon all of us to protect and provide for our family, especially us as men, but that we're supposed to do that. And there are medical professionals that I've talked to that do talk about the potentially very serious side effects. And these are pro-vax people. These are people who are saying you should get the vax, but it does have potentially some serious side effects. And for somebody who's saying, I'm worried about the ability to provide for, protect my family, and they're legitimately, and I think that's why for me, I would want to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with a member of our church who's in good standing, who really loves Jesus, who isn't just trying to buck authority or buck the system or screw it to Biden. Like, but they're saying, I have a check in my conscience before the Lord on this. That's where at least I would have that. I would entertain that okay, conversation. So question, I would question. entertain the conversation. Conscience then is the valid religious exemption, right? Based on a biblical principle that they can draw right, back to, right. that they can tether that to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I get that. But I also want to say, where is that in the Bible? That conscience is valid for kind of doing what you want. To me, before Pete jumps in here, I think when scripture says before our own master, we stand and fall. Okay. There's a lot of things within Christianity. Whatever is not of faith is sin. 
Like, and yeah. so, and yeah. so Romans 14. Yeah. So when we start talking through whatever it is, like we've talked about alcohol and if Pete had a personal conviction against alcohol and said, I, I can't take that, that doesn't apply to all Christians everywhere. That's not like a general exemption for all Christians everywhere, but for him to have a drink would be sin for him because he cannot in a clear conscience before the Lord right. have a drink. And so that's, which, that's, which is pretty stinking clear. I mean, go back and listen to that episode. V- very clear. Yes, I think yeah. in scripture, conscience I mean, I, I don't think I disagree with you, but I think I just want to say under the garb or the umbrella of conscience, people can do all kinds of ridiculous I, things. I completely agree with that. That's why I would want it to be drawn back to a biblical principle that they're, right. that they're articulating to me. I yep. don't want to provide the defense for them. I want them to be able to articulate to me. And for me as a pastor, we all have to gauge as leaders is this person legitimately concerned for their health and well-being before the Lord ability to or provide Or is there for another motive here? Or is, or is there false... Yeah fraudulent yeah. motive there. So the number one problem with that is that's not a religious exemption, right? Like, and that would, that's where I would caution any not, church. Not in how the government's going to define it. From signing that as a religious exemption, because no. that's going to get potentially the person in trouble without them even knowing. Like if they get fired and think they're getting discriminated against because of that religious exemption, they're going to affect their entire life off of a false belief, in my opinion. The only one that's got any traction in litigation, which I don't think is going to end up working either, is that there could be some connection to aborted fetus cells sure. in the vaccine, yeah, right? That's long the, run, that won't work. I don't think it will either, no. but that's the only one that's really gained any traction. The whole conscience part, while I agree with you that it may be, it might be sin for them to take the vaccine based on their conscience, but the answer there is then don't get it and deal with the repercussions of sure. life. God doesn't sure. promise life's going to be easy. God doesn't promise you're going to have a job. Doesn't God, God doesn't promise you're going to make a lot of money. So, I mean, if, and that's easy for me to say, cause I don't have that on my conscience, but it's the same thing. Like I, I, I've had these conversations with a lot of people in our church and out educated people, law enforcement, yeah. medical professionals who all have these issues and people are calling me way more often than I would have expected. I'm <laughs> going to get fired for not getting the vaccine. Can you help me? Whatever. And a lot of it's like, I don't really know if I can do anything. Now we can talk about mandates. I don't think any of us are in favor of a governmental mandate for this. Okay, well then let's talk about it because I think there's room for it. If we can just put a cap on that last little discussion, yeah, I'm move still, on I'm, to the next topic. I'm here. still more so <laughs> in favor of that you submit to the government. Yeah, um, unless there is a strong biblical reason not to. First statement, yes. Second statement, no. Okay, so you got to clarify. So, that. for example, if the government told you to sin, this is your fourth child, you have to abort that. Yeah, baby. right. That's what I'm saying. Sin. So, if there's sin. a strong biblical reason not to submit to the government, right. then that's fine. Right. But right. otherwise, I think we should submit to the government. I'm just saying, I think there is nuance around this issue. That if someone came and talked to me, but I want to so, hear them out. So, before of we course. move on from that, yeah. don't you think there is a huge difference between the government mandating a vaccine and mandating abortion? I do. I 100 percent do. Big yes. Difference. Yes. Okay, because yeah. that's I think an issue a lot of people have. So yeah. let's unpack that analogy. What is different about the government mandating a vaccine mm. that you don't think oh. you need? You don't think you need it. You don't want it. You're afraid of the side effects. You've heard stories that you believe online or Google or whatever that tells you that you're going to have a vax injury and you'd rather take your chance with COVID. But now the government's telling you you have to, to keep your job and keep providing for your family. Yeah. What's different about that than the government saying there's too many people around. It's bad for the environment. We got to abort our fourth baby. Climate change. We have to. So what's the difference? Yeah. One sin and one is not. So Aaron's principle is true and glorious because it's biblical. Romans 13 tells us we ought to in all things submit to our governing authorities for they are the ministers of God to us, right? To 
to protect those who do right and punish those who do wrong. This is the but sword of steel. But that wasn't written when the leaders were as bad as they are now. They're worse than they are now. That's the issue. <laughs> that's, a, that's called a softball. Thank you. Yeah. We can grand slam that one out of the park if we want to. But no, so this is it. The big question is, we're to obey the government as long as it's not sinful to do so. Which means the big question is, is it sin to mandate a vaccine? I don't think so. Is it sin to mandate abortion? Clearly, yes. And so while this is definitely an affirmative and we stand our ground here, I don't think we can honestly say the same thing for this. Because where in the Bible are we going to say that it's sin for the government to mandate a shot? I mean, I know we're getting into perhaps safe and tested and all this other stuff, but... Let me just throw a caveat in there for me and Aaron's point of view, because I think that's where both of us were coming from. I just mean... I don't agree with it legally, civilly, as a citizen of the United States. Like, I don't agree with the federal government taking over state police powers to regulate public health and safety for each individual state and forcing a a vaccine on private companies. I don't like how that sets the president towards where the country's going. So that's what I mean. I don't think that it's necessarily a sin. I don't mean it's a sin. And I think that at that point, If the government mandates a vaccine for certain things, they're not going to say it's illegal, at least doesn't seem like it yet, illegal not to take the vaccine. That leaves a decision, neither of which is sinful. You can either take the vaccine or not take it and deal with whatever the fallout is for not taking it or taking it. Which most companies... I think are saying if you don't, you've got to get tested weekly. I don't know if I would say most anymore. Oh, I think really? that's I think that's is changing. that different now? Yeah, I think that's changing. But okay. again, it hasn't all been fully implemented yet. But the point yeah. is, you're not in sin if you decide not to. You may lose your job. Right. You're you're not in sin. Right. But then but it, you're not but in you, sin if tr- you do do it. But then there's a trickle down effect, right? Because this is the conversation I had with somebody from our church that I'm good friends with. That's thoughtful, and his question is, so I'm I'm not going to take it. And I'm making that decision. It was kind of my question posed to him. Then is it sin if you can't get a job because in your field, everybody's got to be vaccinated. You can't provide for your family of six. And now you can't provide for the house. You can't pay for the house. You can't pay for the food. So at what point does it become sin to choose? I'm not taking this vaccine. And you're putting all this other stuff at risk to choose not. And again, for abortion or to stand up for the Bible or stand up for corporate worship or Christianity, it's worth it. You go down in flames to fight for that. Amen. But this vaccine is not on that level, in my opinion. Right. Discuss like what the I, I don't think. Will. I don't think it can be put on that level. Like I just, I actually believe, and this is for a different podcast, that biblical principles applied in the New Testament lead to small governments. Like I, I really believe and that. That's fine. I, I believe that. I believe it leads to conservative values. Like I, I've made no secret about any of this. However, at the same time, when we're talking about abortion, we are talking about a clear. Biblical declaration, and I get it, there are people on the extreme of both sides that tether not taking the vax to you're purposely murdering people because you're spreading the virus, and taking the vax, you're killing future children because of infertility issues or whatever. I mean, like, I get, but most people I think that are thinking about this cannot say, okay, when we talk about abortion uh, uh, as Christians and the Imago Day, we're clearly talking about the murder of innocent life, yeah. or as innocent yeah. as it can be, even though it's conceived in sin. You can't like, get around it. You can't get around that. No. That is that is murder. So anything that's in that realm is wrong. It's mm-hmm. sinful. When you look back to the Roman Empire, for example, and to Nero during much of Paul and Peter's writing, much of what he was doing was in contradiction of biblical principles applied as a governmental system, I think. Mm-hmm. 
But that doesn't necessarily mean that everything under that umbrella was wrong. Right. It just wasn't done the best way in wisdom. However, there were also things like murder of Christians, murder of children, um, promiscuity that was rampant within Nero's house and elsewhere that are clear violations of scripture. And that's where we, that's where Christians, I think, are struggling once again to think critically through this is. Mm. Okay, someone's not living in wisdom. So we, I might have a personal disagreement with the mandate from a governmental level, and I do have a problem with that. I'm mandating it upon citizens. But drawing that back to a biblical, for lack of a better word, mandate of Scripture, I don't think we can do that. It's not the same. And I think Christians, we're losing our voice sometimes because we're trying to equate personal opinion and preference as with biblical yeah, mandate. That's true. And the world needs to see a clear distinction between it. We can have our personal preferences, our opinions. We espouse yeah. a lot of them on this podcast. We just we just released a should we date? And there were a lot of uh a lot of different opinions at the table of what Christian dating looks like. And those are those are preferential. Those are personal convictions. I get that. Those are different than biblical overarching uh, world shaping applies to all people everywhere, convictions of scripture. Right. And so I don't I don't think that we can be consistent, intellectually consistent, logically consistent, biblically consistent, and say abortion is in the same category. I think it waters down our objections too. Yeah. Our religious objections, right? Like if we're gonna just object to everything that a democratic government does and on a religious basis, it's crying wolf for when something actually happens. Cause that's what else a couple of people will say to me, when's enough? The slippery slope. You, you say yes to this and yes to this and yes to this and that, you know, Christianity's gone. And I'm like, to me, on the slippery slope or the stairway down to hell as a country, each step you look at what's happening. And if it becomes a step where it's time to plant your flag and build a wall, then you do it. But I don't think we're there. And I guess that right. that's the point is I don't think that this vaccine, I, and another analogy I use, which tell me what you guys think about this is like a driver's license. Because one of the things, well, then they're going to know everybody's vaccinated or who is and who's not. They already know all this stuff. They already know where all of us are. If you have a, if you have a driver's license, <laughs> they're going to be able to track, your they're gonna be able to track me while they carry an iPhone in their pocket. Right. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, you, you. what about a driver's license? Literally. So we're thinking, and this is how far down the rabbit hole some people go, he goes, yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't even have to have driver's license. I'm like, Dude, oh like that's a competency test. Oh my god, that's illegal if you drive idea. without a driver's license. It's a like, good idea. That's a sin. Yeah, driving without a driver's license, breaking the law, is a sin. Taking this vaccine is not a sin. Not taking it at this point is also not a sin. We still have this decision-making power. Now yeah, there are good. going to be that's repercussions good. for everything. Just like a driver's license, if you have a problem with that religiously, then don't get a driver's license and don't drive. Yeah, that's what you're giving up. That's, that's, that's the option. issue I have with all of this stuff, right? It's like, they're not forcing you to do anything. Right. They're forcing you to get this vaccine if you want this job. Just like if you're in the military, you got to get all these shots. You got to agree to this, that, and the other. If you're a government worker, you've got you've to submit to things with every job that you yeah. have, unless you're a business owner. Right. But even then, you're submitting to certain things. So talk about how Christians should deal with this issue, right? Because people... Feel very strongly. People will call you a soft Christian. They will say you're compromising. You will hear that. Even if you're saying like, I think the vaccine does do some good. I think if somebody wants to get the vaccine, that's great. They're doing what's best for them. If somebody doesn't want to get it and they're well thought out, I think that's great for them. Whatever they want to decide is fine. I disagree legally with a federal mandate, especially of private companies. 
that's fine. A lot of people don't care about what I agree with or disagree with legally, right? But when it comes to this, it becomes a biblical issue. So how should Christians deal with this, deal with the people on both sides saying, I can't believe you're compromising, you're succumbing to this yeah. government and whatever. How, how do you deal with that? And then we'll deal with the other side of don't you care about people, you should get this vaccine. Two things I think of. First, maybe the people who talk about the slippery slope and the current trajectory of our society and culture in the States or the West, perhaps they have an idea in their mind of like, what was the golden age I agree. of our country? When really you think about it in history, if we're talking about the Bible, there was only one golden age and that was Genesis one and two. Everything after it has been a fallen world and it's always been a mess and it's been in chaos and confusion. And all of that sorrow will one day be at an end. And so if we're talking about golden age, slippery slope, let's keep that in mind. The world has been in a fallen downward trajectory was it great? since Genesis 3. But now it's on the upswing. Was it great? Post mill. Was it great when we were having world wars? That was was that great? Was it great when horrible. it was like we were a totally racist country? Civil war? Was right? it great? Was it great? Yeah, when we were splitting as a country. Was it great when everybody wanted to have abortions and well pushed said. to get that legalized? Well like, yeah. you're right. When has it been great? We're always going to be dealing That's with sin it. in the broken world. Wrapping the vaccine into that, I think, is, is foolish for Christians, yeah. in my opinion. And then second thing, which, which I think is more, more, more to your point, how did we Christians deal with this? And this is what I've so appreciated about you, Aaron, and, and our partnership at churches is we got to not only know what hills to die on, but we actually have to live that out. Like yeah. in our faith, there really are hills to die on. This is not one of them. Let's stop acting like it is. I mean, if we give way to conspiracy and all these other things, it really shows our trust is not in God, but in our conservative Christian culture in this country, which really isn't a reality anymore. And so I think that perhaps among this population, there's a great deal of loss and fear that is felt for like, oh, Reagan's not in office anymore and the country's gone to hell, whatever. We got to remember what we hills to die on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we got to remember what. <laughs> no, seriously, I, yeah. I think here, herein lies part of the problem. Jordan Peterson, in his book, Beyond Order, his most recent book, I think it's chapter two, talks about that conservatives typically love history. Progressives love futuristic thinking. Like oh. he, just, he just makes that distinction. Um, conservatives look back and go, there's only been a couple of paths that we followed historically that have worked. Let's stick with those. Right. Whereas progressives trying to say, hey, let's create a better future. Like for, and so that, and so he's trying to lay out psychologically the divide there. I think what has happened in the conservative realm in which I live and, and I kind of identify with is that we have far before Trump, but Trump just escalated it and kind of put it on display. We have so indoctrinated ourselves with Republican ideology right. that we believe everything that Republicans stand for. When I say we, I'm using that loosely. Christians in the, in the West believe everything Republicans stand for is the Christian way. Right. And there are certainly certain policies. We talk about abortion. We talk about gender identity issues. We talk about certain things. Marriage. Yes. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. yeah. But there are other things that we might agree with personally as citizens, convictionally, that are not necessarily yeah. the way of Jesus, mm -hmm. like necessarily. And I think that is part of the problem. So all of a sudden this mandate comes down. You have Christians everywhere going, no, 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 I'm a Christian. And I'm just going, what about you being a Christian? 
means that you have to stand against a mandate. And, and that's that, the big government, small government, I think, is a personal preference or it, what yeah. we think sh- how it should be, but not necessarily a biblical mandate like we're talking right. about. And this this is an example of big government, right? Of a, a, a vaccine mandate. Yeah. So we can disagree with that. Christians can agree and disagree with that and still be a Christian, yeah. right? I think that's where you have to realize where we fall. And I think it comes down to just like when we talked about BLM, critical race theory, the Biden-Trump election, all that stuff, this vaccine mandate, same thing. You have to be able to have nuanced conversation, listen to what people say, and don't say they're not a Christian because of one side that they may land on after being well thought out if they have their reasons for yeah. it, right? Yeah. I think that's important. It's And like you're saying, Christians are not, like they said, the black vote is not a monolith. Well, neither are Christians. Right. Right. We're, right. we're not all of one exact same mind, which is why we splintered into a million denominations. But yeah. like, we're not all in this on the same page and it's okay to have these discussions yeah. and be wrong about it certain should things. Be. It should be. We should be able to have these chats and not go crazy and want to kill each other. It's once again, it's no secret. I think I'm a pretty staunch I'm not actually part of a party affiliation politically, which I think that's part of the issue today is we just think along party lines. Like that's just what we do as Christians instead of along biblical lines a lot of times. But when it comes to principles, I'm in the conservative camp. But when I told someone, I don't know, a month, six weeks ago, I told one of my friends that I was thinking about getting the vaccine, just thinking about doing it. Their, their response to me was, I thought you what? were conservative. I thought you were as if, as if this Jesus. has anything to do with being a conservative, um, that, that's what I think is mind boggling. To at me, this makes point no me. sense. Yeah. Okay. Cause a lot of our people at our church, a lot of conservatives, and we're kind of like acting like we're throwing them under the bus. We're not at all because they're awesome. There are awesome. brothers and yeah. sisters. But I'm just thinking through this to try to help everybody think about this. DeSantis, a lot of them love him. Mm-hmm. About as conservative as you can get, right? Yeah. Very pro vaccine. Yeah. Like very yeah, pro vaccine yeah. has been pushing the vaccine, never going to mandate it but has been pushing the vaccine as a way that our state can continue to grow and rise and get better and get healthier. Right. It is not a conservative liberal issue, even in the political realm. Trump was a big proponent of the vaccine. Huge. It doesn't make any sense to me how we get here. You know, yeah, back when we were a Christian nation, when Trump was president, (laughs) like seriously, that's what people think. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me if you think we were a Christian nation then. Like we need to get our politics back to the Bible, meaning that, our true citizenship, where is it? In heaven. It's in heaven. Jesus is king. We are not in a heavenly democracy. If it's not the vaccine, we're going to be dealing with something else. There you go. Let's put our hope there and let that reorient our life here and be willing to suffer for putting our hope there. You know what it makes me think of? One of our faves here, screw tape letters. Oh, oh for sure. You do not think so somebody's on their shoulder saying, yeah. oh, go fight yeah. that vaccine. Make Forget this, about all the other stuff that's happening in the world. Make this a subject of biblical faithfulness make rather this your than end all be all. the biblical stuff. Ruin your family, ruin your witness, ruin everything. Like that's it. job that you could be out there in the community touching lives. Mm. But no, the vaccine is more important. You that's need good. to say no to that vaccine. That's what it makes me think of when this wow. stuff comes up that can be so easily twisted into rising up on the the totem pole of what's important in our Christian worldview and life. That's what I think of with this stuff. And I can like oh, wow. see it. And for anybody listening- for anybody listening who's unfamiliar, Screw Tape Letters was written in the early 1940s during World War II, um, written by C.S. Lewis, released on the radio a letter a week. And it's this conversation between a senior demon, Screw Tape, and Wormwood, his junior demon. And it's about tempting a Christian, Christians in general. And I think 
what Pete is saying. It's it's spot on with where we are today. Yeah. It's Screw Tape Letters is not about Christians distancing themselves from the world, not being involved socially and politically. It's about the temptation that the demons want to push forward is elevating social and political issues far above scriptural issues. And that's, I think, where we are today. And so love conservatives, love you guys. I'm one of you guys. We love are. you. Yeah. But we need to think critically and biblically, just like we're just like you might be demanding of the left to think critically and biblically. We need to do that as well. Like when it comes to really everything, but particularly the vaccine mandates. Yeah. And I think one of the last things that we'll touch on is give people something to go to that are dealing because legitimately, and this is what I think of too, when I, you know, because I'm super empathetic, when I try to empathize with people the guilt that they legitimately feel about it. And like you're saying, maybe some of the questions, are, it gives them a guilty conscience to get the vaccine or to lose their job. Like they feel guilt on either side, no matter what their decision is. Where can they be comforted biblically? I know we've already kind of mentioned it, but can you give some analogies with the follow the government biblical mandates that we have and how maybe they shouldn't feel so guilty about something because we do so many other things for our jobs. We take so much time away from our families and our kids for our jobs. Right. To me, that's worse than a vaccine. Right. Like the amount of time I miss with my kids. But I know that that's biblical, you know, to provide for my family, to work hard, work to the glory of God. And I'm touching a lot of people's lives through my work. And that's what gives me comfort and feeling like I'm away from it because I hate it. Like I want I try to get my kids to stay up late every night when I get home. My wife's like, they have to go to bed at eight o'clock tonight because I'm trying to hang out with them. You know, so what comfort can you give people that are struggling with guilt with the vaccine or job or something that they're kind of weighing? So I, I've. Maybe this will help. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, for about 20, 20 years now, I've been in the rock climbing, mountaineering world. We can tell. Oh, well, okay. And Me, me too. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> and I do this as a <laughs> hobby on the side. But uh, when you're assessing a route or a mountain that you're trying to summit, you do risk assessment. And so this past summer, we were trying to attempt to climb Mount Rainier, the dormant volcano in Washington State. And we assessed the risk because it was 75 degrees at 10,000 feet and I'm in shorts <laughs> and half the trail up to the top is melting. And so crevices are opening everywhere. We looked at the risk and we had 4,000 feet left to go. It was going to take like 10 hours. We should turn back. We've been training for this for a year and a half to try to get ready. And we turned back because we think that's not acceptable amount of risk that we're willing to take. Perhaps something of the same image or analogy is useful here. There are things that we should risk our lives for and risk our salaries for, stand regardless. I would encourage people who are struggling with this to try to understand this probably doesn't fall into that category. Like, do you really want to risk all these things just for not taking this thing and losing all that job security? Like, I mean, I mean, sure, sure, if you're willing to do it, know the risk, embrace it, walk in it. God will take care of you. God's our heavenly father. But is it, is it worth the risk? What I'm talking about, and I think what you were talking about with the guilty conscience making decision is just 
I don't feel right about it because I don't trust this government. I don't feel right about it because of the mandate. I don't feel right about it because I'm conservative. Those are the objections I'm talking about. If you think it's really not safe or you think you're going to have a bad reaction because you've talked to your doctor or somebody in your family had a bad reaction to the Mm -hmm. vaccine and you're really scared that it's going to do more harm than good, that's different. If you feel that way, fine. Make that decision and deal with the repercussions. That's not at all what I'm saying. Get over it. If you have legitimate medical concerns about it, obviously that's fine. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about the people that are, and we all know who they are. I can't do it because it's the government taking more control of my life. That's why I'm going to stand up and say, no, those are more the people I'm talking about rather yeah. than people who have yeah. legitimate medical you know, issues with it. But go ahead. How do they deal with the guilt? So we talk a lot about the sovereignty of God. Yeah, we do. Right. And how it is not an abstract, distant concept even though it is transcendent truth, mm. but that is very practical and like lays up on our souls like a blanket. And so when we talk about the sovereign God, now I hate when people use the sovereignty of God as either a cop out of, hey, Pete, you're going through a t- terrible time in your life, but God is sovereign. God's sovereign. You're, you're good, man. You're good. Like They don't want to say anything else. Or when they use it like, I just, I have a couple of decisions from me and one of them is clearly either unbiblical or just really stupid, but God is sovereign. He'll like work it out. Like I hate that uh, kind of stuff. That's true. But when you have two options in front of you, Either I get the the vax and I keep my job and I can provide for my family, or I have this strong check in my conscience not to get the vax. I don't think it's right. I think it compromised my health, whatever. And you're torn. You're struggling through that. Like you're you you feel this weight upon your soul. I think you pray through it. I think you have good conversations with people you respect. And then at the end of the day, I think we do trust our lives to the sovereignty of God in those. People have been like, well, it's like getting in a car and not wearing your seatbelt. That's that's different. That's that, not that, that's, it, yeah. it's, it's not once again comparable. When when we look at this, we have to determine for ourselves, everyone, and that's, this is why I agree with you. I think it's a very personalized decision that should be made. We have to determine what are the risks, and I'm going to be risking one way or the other. Right. I'm going to be risking that. I could get COVID. Which one's I the acceptable the, risk? Yeah, like, and it could be bad for me, and there, there's been several people we know personally um, that have chosen not to get the vax. They thought they'd be okay. And they were not okay yeah, when they got COVID, for right? Sure, for sure. Um, and then there's other people who get the vax and they still get COVID or they, but they're able to keep their job. There's, there's tons of nuance around this. And at the end of the day, when we look out at a world that is clearly in chaos and upheaval, and we look at decisions in front of us and neither one of them feel right, like neither one of them 100% feel right for us, this is where we pray through and then we trust the sovereignty of God in that. I think that that's where we have to go with this because there are going to be people listening and watching that are distraught yeah. over what should I do. And, you know, I also just want to say, you know, one, one of the last things I had kind of shot to, to Adam and Peter was, I agree with Pete. I think you can be a strong believer in Christ, faithful to the Lord and not get the vaccine. And I think you can be strong and faithful to the Lord and get the vaccine. And I don't think either one of those is a more made you a better option, Christian right. or less than Christian. I think that needs to be determined and, yeah. and just stated. Biblically speaking, I know there's tons and tons of opinion on this, but biblically speaking, if you got the shot to protect yourself, to protect your family, to protect from strong ramifications, to keep your job, that doesn't make you like less than a Christian at all. Like it doesn't, it doesn't You're make not you compromising your faith. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't like it, that, that's, I think the well, issue biblically, like if we go back right. to scripture, like there's nothing that can be shown where biblically you've compromised your faith or, yeah. and at the same time, if you're going, Hey, for legitimate reasons, I can't, I just can't clear conscience to get the shot and um, I'll look for a new job or I'll start my own business or I'll do something else. Then you're not less or more so a better Christian for doing that either. I think that's where we need to stop the nonsense of, you know, you're not a stronger Christian 
because you got the shot or you're not a strong Christian because you won't get the shot. That's just stupid. One thing we didn't condemn that I think Uh-oh. we should rightfully condemn on, on this I podcast as well, stuff. because it's, it seems obvious in our mind that if you are really pro-vax and you got the vaccine, not Christ-like to condemn people who don't act like they're ruining the country or it's their fault. People are dying of COVID. They're killing people. They're ruining the hospitals. Which is what They Biden's deserve doing. to be in the graveyard. All right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a lot of people yeah. on the pro-vax side that are, that are also acting wrong. We've focused a lot on the anti-vaxxers, but the pro-vax side, it is just as horrible to say, you shouldn't even be able to come to the hospital. It's like, what? Like that to me, it also is going crazy in the other direction For as well, sure. where- Everybody who doesn't have the vaccine is getting blamed for all the problems and all the health issues in yeah, the country. Yeah. And that's just as wrong. So if you're on that side and a Christian and a believer, also wrong, right? Most of our congregation at Sunrise got the vaccine. And at the start of August, 70 people in our church got COVID. Our, our whole family included. Because of those 12 non-vax people. Well, <laughs> some, well some, some famous yeah, right. people have gotten it and died. Yeah. Yeah. Like gotten yeah. it horribly and died after they're getting the vaccine. Yeah. Got the so vaccine it's not that it's impossible. Yet. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying right. like, relax on blaming everything. And well, they will. They will blame that on the anti-vax. I've and also, it's like, I've also sure. had Christian friends say, you non-vaccinated people are purposely spreading the disease and purposely killing people like i mean like they've they've been so brazen to say that and as once again think both sides conservative progressive i hate using these terms but all sides of christianity are pushing love and care and yet both sides are so unloving and so uncaring like toward each other it's just so ugly and so nasty so so i think uh, yes i completely agree pete to your point like like if if you've done this to protect yourself and you want to advise and counsel and answer questions, especially as they're asked to you about the benefits of the vaccine, great, like go for it. But to treat someone as if they're purposely harming people, killing people. There's not one Christian I know who is unvaxxed, who wants to see COVID spread and wants to see people hurt. Like that is once again, so not the way of Jesus biblically. There's no way to defend that. Darwin's going to take you out. It's like comments like that where it's like, <laughs> come on, guys, like just. That's just not, there's so many biblical principles that condemn that, right? That type of action, that type of talk. So I did want to point that out because we focus so much on the other stuff, because I think that's more of what our listeners would struggle with, but they're probably also like, why didn't they say anything about that? You know, and it's true. There's a lot of talk through there, but. That's, that is sinful for sure. um, In my opinion, but I think there's a lot of nuance around this topic. We tried to give you what the Bible says, what we think, try to heal guilty consciences hopefully it helps some folks yeah hopefully it does help some folks that's that's pretty much it that's a wrap for today see you guys uh next time thanks for listening to out of odds if you enjoyed this episode share it with your friends and leave us a review on apple podcasts spotify or anywhere you listen out of Odds is produced by building 28 church and podcast royale You can find out more about this show and Building 28 by visiting outofozpodcast.com. New episodes drop every Monday, and you can get each one automatically by subscribing in your favorite podcast app.